I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. Heard all around the world, thanks to terrestrial radio stations and the internet. We've got about 135, nearly 200 stations where we're broadcasting. I say 135 just to be conservative. We're also heard on Aftermath.fm, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. So if you want to catch us on the internet, can't find us anywhere on the radio, you can catch us on the internet. We're always there for free. And then for those of you that want to listen whenever you want, listen back to shows, want to uh, participate in study groups, look into some of the things we do at Ground Zero, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, and some great videos, news aggregator, and social media, all you have to do is go to ground. Actually, go to uh, aftermath.media. That's aftermath.media, and uh, there you can sign up. We have a subscription that you can sign up and be a part of. A lot of people are signing up. They're really enjoying their time at aftermath.media. So, we suggest you do it too. I, I show up occasionally. We have a little chat. We can talk with people all the time. If I'm in the library, I say hello to people, and uh, it's really cool. It's like uh, thanks to Zoom and Google Google Meet and all these things, we can talk face to face with one another. So. Sure to check it out at aftermath.media. That's aftermath.media. So tonight's show is uh <laughs> it's gonna be some fun, some interesting uh it's just okay. Synchronicity is always something that I find fascinating. And when synchronicity happens, I'm thinking that there's a message that's trying to get to me. You know, sometimes it's a there's a disadvantage in knowing a few things about the occult and symbolism. I mean, you no longer can watch a movie or watch a music video without feeling or sensing that the symbolism involved is not somehow tied to some ancient magic that is powerful or or proven to be powerful. Symbolism, as we well know, is powerful, and symbols are empowered, sigils or talismans that can create feelings and attitudes. We know there are several symbols that we look at and we somehow associate them with certain things, like a swastika you associate with, what, Nazism. Never used to be that way because it was an ancient Indian symbol, but now it's a Nazi symbol. Um, we recognize the symbol for uh, like uh, Disney, or we we recognize Coca Cola the way the ribbon is, uh, you know, the way it is, and and when we uh, we recognize certain things, and it's because of advertising, it's because of uh, you know empowerment. We empower logos, we empower uh, ideas, thought forms, egregores. In the book Simulacrum Simulation by uh, by Jean Baudrillard. Symbols shape reality. And if you want to know that book, Simulacrum Simulation, is the book that Neo in The Matrix uses when he opens up to give that kid uh, that software he needs, or the hacker, or whatever he is. He, he, that book is there. And it just talks about how symbols and images and all these things shape our reality rather than, you know, speech. I mean, there are things that are watched or that we see that it influences. And, and many don't know the meaning of a lot of symbols. Many of them, you know, they resonate with you for some reason. And our, our minds are drawn to them. And certain colors stimulate sexual feelings. Fetish colors, reds and blacks, purples. Certain sounds can trigger uh, things like bringing back memories. Um, something for me, for example, like whenever I hear Night Moves by Bob Seger. I think at the time I used to go to Pizza Hut 
when I was a kid. We had a pizza hut near our high school. Go to Pizza Hut. And I could smell the pizza. And I can actually, you know, reminisce about what it was like to eat pizza and listening to Night Moves by Bob Seger because that was always on the jukebox. Uh, so, yeah, certain smells are triggered when you have these things. Uh, and, and a lot of these things also when you have a tragic thing happen in your life. You 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 associate certain TV shows or, or songs or or something that basically triggers you into remembering tragic things. Symbolism can either reveal certain truths or it can obscure or hide real intent and purpose. And the question is, why are the symbols being used? And are they part of a greater ritual? And what is the purpose of the ritualism? What is the purpose of the simulation? Will it make an imprint on the people who witness it? Is it coincidence? Is it intentional? These questions need to be asked every time an image shows up on the paranormal radar screen. And I always see these interesting images. And while occult imagery is always attributed to some satanic or illuminated conspiracy, the idea of such imagery needs to be examined and looked upon with curiosity and intrigue rather than just limited to an intentional satanic brainwashing or some Luciferian agenda. And like it or not, symbolism always affects our decisions and our subconscious mind. I mean, those who have studied deep occult symbolism will know The sacred geometry and other factors are responsible for choice and enticement. There's a reason why logos are the way they are. There's a reason why design is the way it is, because it entices you. I mean, you see it in religion. you got the cross. you got the chalice. Uh, You you see it in politics. Remember, you you look at the the donkey and, and the elephant. Those are symbols. You see it in the music industry. There are many people that tell you there are a lot of evil, satanic things in music. I mean, it can't be avoided. And you can decide if it's manipulation. If you can, you can decide if it's manipulation or, or if it's full of some sort of evil intent behind it. You can decide that if it makes you feel weird or it makes you feel uneasy. Then obviously, it's re- it basically you react in that way. Now there is a metaphor that is not lost on some of you, and that is twilight language. Twilight language has been used not only by me, but by the media as well. Twilight language is the language of symbols, numbers, and hints that point to a supernatural or paranormal explanation as to why strange things happen in the world. Like I talk about vision triplicity. I talk about triple numbers, three, three, three and six, six, six and all that. Right. I've talked about it before. Well, many of you who know me or have listened to the show for any particular time, understand that I see the world in patterns. I'm a person who often detects symbolic language. I, I, I see actions and look at history and human behavior and when I look at numbers, and uh, it just renders the mind waiting for a kind of synchronicity to unfold. When I see numbers start replicating or when I see things happen, I'm able to say, ooh, something's about to go down, something weird. And when you share this type of thinking with people, they're, they're not always receptive to it. They tend to think you're prone to magical thinking. And I can assure you that it's it's not really magical thinking. It, it's it's merely pattern seeking or I, I just – I don't seek a pattern. I just It just comes to me naturally. And acknowledging that a lot of coincidence – you have to acknowledge that a lot of coincidence is meaningful and that it can be the result of calling upon uh, a confidence trickster or something like a confidence trickster is there to give you an indication that something's about to go down. Now, what I'm about to share with you, and that's why I say tonight's show is you know kind of off the beaten track a bit, but anyway. So what I'm about to share with you is... I don't know, it's it's a goofy bit of synchronicity, but it's certainly interesting 
it's an interesting observation to say the least. Now, this is how it began, all right? So I'm telling you the story of why this show even exists. And it's going to be an interesting show for some of you. Some of you think I'm crazy, but just listen to me, hear me out, okay? So my stepson, Liam, and I, we've been watching a list of movies that have been rated by the Internet Movie Database. And, and, and Liam got this idea. He says, hey, we're going to go in line. We're going in order to watch these movies. And we've been watching, like, The Godfather. We've been watching The Matrix. We've been watching One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Shawshank Redemption, just going down the list of 12 Angry Men. I mean, even films that Liam has never heard of, films that he knows about but never watched. And so we're watching these these movies rated by the Internet Movie Database. We even have a, a little area called Morgan Freeman. So we mark we, 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 we rate the movies after we see them, and then we give them an extra rating if they have Morgan Freeman. It's because we're big more, we like Morgan Freeman in movies. So it was his idea to watch these films, and many of them, of course, came out before he was born. And so... He wanted to get a glimpse of all the movies that came before him and enjoy some of his favorites that are on the list. And he said it would help him understand a lot of the pop culture around him. And, and, I, and I see this as a binding thing, right? It's a binding moment because I love movies. And I love to see his reaction to some of these films I saw when I was growing up. However, there is a disadvantage to all of it. And that is we are buying more snacks now. More snacks than ever before. Because usually I don't buy snacks. I don't buy like potato chips. I don't buy popcorn i don't buy you know candy or you know any of that stuff I, I i just don't it's not something i buy so we have popcorn now we have candy we have a whole drawer full of reese's peanut butter cups and gushers and i've never had a gusher before i tried gushers and they were pretty interesting so we got all these candies right and so one thing that liam wanted on our list for snacks was oreo cookies and I said, I'd like to avoid Oreos, Liam, because they become addictive. And like, like, like I said, I don't go out of my way to eat these things. And one of the things I don't go out of my way for is an Oreo cookie. Because what? Oreo cookies, they say, are as addictive as, as cocaine. Okay, once you start eating them, it's hard to break the habit because they just, you know, they're just a snack. that You just continue to, I mean, you get one package of them, you're eating half the package. But he insisted, and so I included Oreo cookies on our snack list. So we're watching the movies, we're eating the Oreos, and one weekend we were watching the Lord of the Rings series because they're in the beginning of the list. And as we're watching, Liam had noticed some of the symbols on the shields of the knights in the movie and said out of the blue, have you ever noticed how an Oreo cookie has these same symbols on it? Look, and he showed it to me. So he showed me the cookie had these different designs, and I, and I began to take notice because, you know, he was right. There were some occult symbols on the cookie, and I thought, you know, offhandedly, no wonder people are addicted to them, right? They have magic symbols on them. It was a moment where I thought, why haven't I noticed this before? And I figured mainly it's because I avoid eating Oreo, Oreo cookies because, you know, the weight situation, I'm, I'm, I'm heavy and I don't want to eat anymore. So I thought, you know, that's an interesting little tidbit of information. And so... I'm sure many people would think that I would be contemplating that there was a huge Masonic conspiracy connection to the cookie. And it, I, I did at first. And nah, nah, just shrug, shrug it off. I'm not going to even talk about it. But something happened where I just thought to myself, I want to go back and look at this thing. I, you know, Liam brought it up, but I just want to look into it to see if there's any validity or whatever. Then the synchronicity started happening. I'm going to share the synchronicities with you. And it's a bizarre story that certainly, I, I'm sure that if you give it a try, maybe it'll happen to you too. Who knows? 503 225 
That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's aftermath.media. That's aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.